They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's a lie. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that doesn't believe every conspiracy from 1997, but we damn sure believe that there was way more room on that door, Rose. This is Hysteria 51. It was promised me that you'll survive. That you won't give up. No matter what happens. No matter how hopeless. Promise me now, Rose. And never let go of that promise. I promise. And maybe, I don't know, scooch over a bit while you're at it, Rose. You know, producer Lisa's never seen that movie. Good for her. Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, I'm your host and captain to the stars. My name is John Goforth. I'm the king of the world! <laughs> Alongside is my co-host and your co-captain, Mr. Brent Calhockley Hand. Look at me, you filth. What do you think you were doing? John, if we're going to reference Titanic and include me, I'm glad you mentioned the real star of the movie, Billy Zane. Listen to your friend Billy Zane. He's a cool dude. I mean, the love story's tired. We know how the movie ends. It's called the Titanic. The only interesting part is Billy Zane. Cal Hockley is such a great character. Half the people on this ship are going to die. Not the better half. I completely agree. He knew how to keep the women in line. You will never behave like that again, Rose. He really understood <laughs> nautical engineering. It is unsinkable. God himself could not sink this ship. And ultimately, he was the big winner. But the crash of 29 hit his interest hard. And he put a pistol in his mouth that year. <laughs> and don't forget, John... He also was the reason the Titanic sank when he couldn't recover the blood of Jesus. He got angry and condemned the whole ship. Humans! You're not worth the flesh you're printed on! Fuck this cowboy shit! You fucking hold dunk, hold dunk, well then there, motherfuckers! Alright, this property is hereby condemned. That 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 was Tales from the Crib Demon Knight. I call this one Demon Knight. I get those confused. But I'm glad you switched the two. A far, far superior movie to Titanic. Shocker. Brand confused something on the show. Color us all surprised. That other voice you're hearing is the third host of this show, the one and only Conspiracy Bot. See, that's a robot I built to help host, edit, and research the show. In essence, he's here to help but give us a better end product. It only kind of gives us his heartburn. Don't worry. I'm working on more. That reminds me, did my Amazon delivery come? I, I didn't see anything show up, but I'll let you know. Wait, wait a second. We talked about this. What the hell did you order? Well... You know how in Demon Night the blood of Jesus keeps the collector out of the hotel? You've been snooping in my bot cave too much lately, so I ordered a pint of the rock sweat. Why did you order that, number one? How is that available? And number two, what did that cost you? Don't remember how much. I just put it on your card. The reason why is simple. 
I figured if the blood of Jesus repelled demons, then the sweat of a really talented meat sack would repel you. <laughs> you are a worthless robot. Though, 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 I mean, you can't tell me you aren't at least a little intrigued about the magical properties of the rock sweat. Oh, and don't get me wrong. I'm going to bathe in it. Yeah, I I, I only expect that. And Why do I feel like this guy, some guy named like Rocky Johnson? Oh, hey, who wants some sweat? I got the rock sweat over here. Uh, Three fifty. It's on Amazon Prime. <laughs> uh, that's where you click on the other sellers, right? right. <laughs> also available from these. Yeah. Condition used. <laughs> Am- Amazon. Amazon does not endorse or back these sellers. Right. Right. On that note, let's just let's just go ahead and get to our guest. Probably a good idea. And Brent, tonight we have a special treat: a Chicago podcast crossover now, event. Now, sh- now, lower fourth dimension, Chicago, or just Chicago proper? Lower fourth dimension, okay. obviously. Okay. Uh, now, I don't know. We'll have to ask him if he's also in the lower fourth, the middle fourth. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. um, we have the Blurry Photos podcast with us tonight. David Flora. David, thanks for joining us. Hey, guys. Absolutely. Thank hey, you. thank you for having me. Now, David, you're uh, you're a Kentucky-born uh, Chicago-based podcaster. You've performed and produced several sketch, improv, and stage shows in the city over the past decade. Uh, you got Your show's been on uh, going much longer than this one, uh, exploring the unexplained for the past seven years. Chicago Reader actually named, uh, in 2017, the best podcast. Blurry Poor Photos. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, me. obviously, Sorry, uh, something's in my throat. No, they, they, that was the the best the best podcast in Chicago, not oh, the lower fourth dimension. The, the best podcast in Chicago, hosted by a former Kentucky native, I think is the, <laughs> the, the was that the fine print. Hey, there? man, it's a melting pot up here. <laughs> Regardless, thank you for yeah, joining for the show. No, no problem, guys. No problem. Make your opinions known at the ballot box. That's all I got to say. Well, being in Chicago early and often, yeah, right? Yeah. Right. Right. I've already voted three times this year, so I don't know about you guys. So. Uh, Wanted to play a quick game before we get into tonight's topic, because you are on another podcast that deals in the world of of aliens and the mysteries, conspiracies. Yes, paranormal. In all the time that you've been doing these topics, what has been your favorite topic? That would be Spring-Heeled Jack. Wow. I, I, I got to admit, I don't know that one. Yeah, that was a Victorian era. Um, didn't He didn't kill anybody. He just ran around... Uh, kind of clawing at women, breathing fire on people, oh. uh, jump and then eluding the cops, just jumping away. When I covered it, it was just so outlandish. Yeah, like it was such a great, you know, c- kind of cryptid, kind of person, yeah. kind of mystery. It, kind of that guy no one wants to talk about, but they all know him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the guy in the corner, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was just such a great blend of everything, and and nice. opened the door to kind of like wow, this this these topics that we cover can be so crazy and fun. Mm-hmm. You know, let's just let's just roll with it. So yeah, it's funny because. There are, I mean, there's a number of ways you can do the, these topics, and some shows take them so seriously, mm-hmm. and some just, you know, take a shit all over them, you know, and so mm-hmm. there can be a happy medium, and you can have a lot of fun with this stuff, and let people make up their own mind, and and uh, not not take it so seriously that if anyone has a, dis, you know, doesn't believe in you, they're sending you death threats. Are you hearing that, listeners? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad thing. It's a bad thing. Yeah. I had I had a similar amount of fun when we did simulation theory. 
No, uh, oh, I, yeah. we had a blast. We had a actually, lot of. I think it's both of our favorites that we. Yeah, that was so my far. favorite. All right, so next question: What topic were you skeptical about going in, but you like after doing the research, you walked away either a, a believer or you were at least on the fence by the time you were done? One thing that I I think I came out more on the fence about was fluoride. Uh, and this oh, really? is, yeah, and this is a topic that, you know, it's controversial, just yeah, like yeah. Uh, GMOs or mm. chemtrails. Maybe, yep. maybe sure. The, the fluoride uh, research that I did, the thing that, that gets me in the end is that A, I don't have a choice whether or not, you know, it's in my tap water. Right. And B, you don't have to ingest it for it to work. And so, like, why, why put it in there? Right. You know, so I, I kind of came out of it being like, well, I got to wonder if you follow the money, is that, mm-hmm. has that got something to do with it's it? It's so and- funny when you look at, at a lot of these topics and you go in, especially if for me, if I have no, no inkling really, or any background, I haven't made up my mind. Sure. And then you start looking at it and you're like, man, I can see, even if I don't believe per se, you can see how people fall down that rabbit hole and get sucked into it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mine was, mine was JFK after <laughs> like a week and a half. I, I came out of my apartment with like a, a dirty wife beater on. <laughs> I, I, I hadn't sweats. slept in three yeah. days that, you know, people are looking what at me. Funny. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, the government did it, man. They did it. <laughs> and I don't remember, I don't remember in school with them coming out and saying, oh yeah. And there was a commission and they decided that it actually was. They, they actually admitted that, that was there conspiracy. was a conspiracy of yeah. some type yeah that was skipped over in uh, mr ward's history class I think. <laughs> uh last last question there's so many of these that get talked about on these type of podcasts but also that just get talked about in pop culture references everywhere what topic of these type of topics are you just effing sick of i think i have reached my my crotch limit up to here uh <laughs> with murder mysteries yeah. All the murder podcasts that are coming out are kind sure. of so. Ugh. Yeah, true crime, man. You meet true people crime. and you say, uh, "So, what do you listen to?" And they they rattle off the same six big names. And I, I understand a lot of them are great. You know, everyone listens to serial and sure. and things like that. But yeah, that's what everyone wants to go to. And if you pay attention to any of the um, the podcast forums on Facebook or anything like that, they always have to go. We want to remind you guys, this isn't just. Uh, uh, true crime murder mystery there are other podcast uh, types out there and talk about other things here yeah yeah and we've covered them before but you know we always try to have some kind of connection to the paranormal when we do with them but uh yeah i I, i'm sick of seeing a new one pop up like every week right yeah Yeah. and uh, did did you get a chance to listen to a very fatal murder the onions no Uh, so it's fantastic it's fantastic it it basically a parody it's a parody of of those those. and every trope that is in those it makes fun of and so if you're sick of them you'd probably really enjoy it i'll have to check and they're really uh edible they're uh uh uh, 20 minutes at at most some of them are 12 minutes yeah it's Uh, only six episodes uh, i think they they even make fun of it it's like a two-parter like this week is a two-parter you know and it's so it's so crazy and even like the ads they do it's like this week we're brought to you by the united states postal service tired of waiting in line at the united states postal service well fuck you yeah. we've been we've been in, in which uh, is how all of the uh, stamps.com ads start tired sure. of waiting in line at the it, it it's so good we've been in business since 1782 go fuck yourself america <laughs> like, you try to get a package across the country it's just it's, it's i don't know if brent would agree i think brent would probably agree with me uh, my topic definitively so tired of is the flat earth mm. 
Sure. It is. Yeah, we we unfortunately decided that we were going to do a roundtable with Flat Earthers and give them not a lot of pushback to let them tell their story. Mm-hmm. And we sat down. And try had- to ask good like questions and let them kind of bury themselves. Yeah, so we put together a pretty good round. <laughs> we called it round table, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, it was the two of us. And then we had a astrophysicist, a uh, engineer from NASA, mm-hmm. a security professional from SpaceX. But that was a reason because he offered to have them on site for a launch and then two flat earthers. And they just said how they were, shills and freemasons and evil and they were idiots and they were taught a lot of talk of gravitons no no such thing as gravity and the the light the sun is an electric light and i mean at the end of it i was just disgusted yeah yeah it is disgusting yeah because there's no amount of reason that will work because they don't operate in there one huge amount of reason that works the money they make off their youtube channel that (laughs) that is the exact reason why uh they keep pumping this out because you know you you don't believe this and then when they started talking about things like the boston bombing being fake we ended the show Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we ended yeah, the Yeah, Sandy Hook, the false yeah, flags, things that. like that. Yeah, yeah, it was over. Uh, so we were having a conversation with one of our other listeners on our Facebook page. And uh, he had said that his cousin had lost uh, a leg or was injured in the Boston bombing. And David Weiss, the guy was like, no, you're a liar. Mm. And I was like, you are done. You're not allowed here anymore. You know, get out of it. So now that we've <laughs> got the chuckle part out of the show. <laughs> <laughs> let's get to the serious yeah. talks, you guys. Yeah, all right. Now let's get to the really serious topic tonight of the Phoenix Lights. That's right. The Phoenix Lights. is actually my favorite alternative rock band. <laughs> <laughs> Phoenix Light. Yeah, we are. Uh, it's like Chicago, but unplugged. <laughs> also my favorite minor league hockey team the phoenix lights that's right this is one that everyone's been asking for us to do it's a big one everyone's heard about it and uh it's got kurt russell in it so oh, you yeah. can't not talk about it right you know what a Jack resurgence Burton. that's that's snake to you yeah <laughs> mr pliskin if you will so john what are the phoenix lights well let's let's set the stage it's 1997 uh seinfeld is in its final season we're still playing Will They, Won't They with Ross and Rachel on Friends. Harrison Ford is the president of the United States. Get off my plane. And uh, if I remember right, John still has highlights in his hair. Uh, frosted tips, I'll have you know. <laughs> so we were actually in the uh, Scholastic team at school, and uh, we had to be on television. John shows up for television. Now, I wasn't in this with frosted tips and a leopard print shirt on oh. uh, to be on, on television to supporting our school. Uh, if you're going to represent, represent right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the exact date is March 13th, 1997. And um, I, while I was trying on another pair of Jinkos, uh, <laughs> working at the buckle. <laughs> yes. Something fishy was happening in the skies over Phoenix, a mass UFO sighting. Now we say mass. This is mass. Like 20 some thousand people on record have said, yeah, we saw it. Now, it's not just because of mass hysteria. There are a lot of people that were looking up at the light at mm-hmm. the sky that night because uh, a comet Hale-Bopp was coming over. So there's a reason for people to be staring up up at the sky. So the, the, the short version is, we'll get into the longer version, but lights of varying descriptions were reported by thousands of people between 7.30 and 10.30 local time, p.m., in a space of about 300 miles from the Nevada line through Phoenix to the edge of Tucson. Now, some people split the events of the night into two distinct events, uh, a triangular formation of lights seen to pass over the state, and then uh, later on that evening, a series of stationary lights specifically seen in the Phoenix area. Right. Now, a lot of these details tonight are going to come from an actually a really good article from Vice. So special thanks to them. Oh, and our secret 
connection to the Pentagon, but we'll get into that later. Yeah, th- thanks to our secret connection at the yeah. Pentagon. <laughs> <laughs> so the first event, John said, like, it's kind of broken up into two. The phenomenon in question began at approximately 7 p.m. on the night of March 13th, as he said. People in northwest Arizona reported seeing a, a massive craft pass overhead. According to the National UFO Reporting Center, the first call it received on the UFO hotline that night came from a retired police officer, which usually isn't the normal, uh, I was, you know, I was, I was checking my meth tub outside the trailer and I saw something <laughs> in the sky. Well, and, and, and you would also think that a police officer's first go-to phone call wouldn't be the UFO hotline. Right. Like cops don't normally call the UFO. Like they would call other cops. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were like, oh, not him again. Like, oh, <laughs> it's crazy Joe. <laughs> so he's, he's former for a reason. Right, right. <laughs> so this is in Paulden, Arizona. It's a small town about two hours north of Phoenix. And the man reporting seeing a cluster of red and orange lights arranged in a V formation. Now, let, let's stop there for a second. Because we've already referred to and, and we're probably going to refer to a few times the craft of the ship. There weren't a ton of reports of people actually saying they saw a, an actual ship. They're seeing these lights mm-hmm. and they're moving in unison, right? And 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 they're seeing stars blacked out. So they're they're kind of it's kind of addition by subtraction. They're they're assuming there's a ship. It's almost like it looks more like a shadow. They said, like you said, the stars were blacked out, so they can see these lights. There's no lights around them that would be stars for a certain area. So they're like, okay, I would say that was the size of the ship. People have said like three football fields wide. People have said a mile, uh, V-shaped, delta wing shaped. You know, it's uh, no matter what. A lot of people saw it. Now, the people that did see it, some of them were said it was completely silent. Some said they heard a whooshing sound again like we've said you can have 15 people see the exact same thing no matter what it is you're going to have 15 different uh, opinions and i think that some people were saying with this one maybe it flew in front of the moon for some of them uh and that that gave rise to more like it's a solid craft talk oh yeah because obviously if it flies in front of the moon you'd you'd have more of a vision of it sure well you it would mess up the hologram that's projecting the moon you would think onto the firmament Mm -hmm. of the flat earth of the flat yes uh travis walton how big was it you know this thing was so huge it was you know bigger than a walmart (laughs) it's like measuring something with a banana on on imger or something (laughs) <laughs> the uh, the uh the the I do have a problem not just in this story but whenever people are talking about more like how, in your personal life <laughs> <laughs> I got more issues than time my friend um no uh, when people talk about how big things are especially at night in the sky perspective is so hard it's hard to say if the something was how far you know, away 50 was it? feet away 5,000 feet away. And how tall or big it was when it's when they see it there, too. Exactly. You know? right. Now, that's one of the things I said that leads a, leads a little bit of credence is police are trained as far as spotting to be able to tell how far things were away. At now, UFO spotting? Well, <laughs> at, at least at craft or anything else. So I hope that if I know that this thing's X amount of feet away, if I see something in the sky and I don't know what it is, at least I can tell you. I might not say it's little green men or gray men or... You know, eggshell colored like uh like kim carlsberg slide them in slide them in let them bake now slide them in slide them out easy bake wow <laughs> I, I don't get as hung up when someone says something especially if if thousands of people going it's massive it's massive for this one i definitely agree that on some scale it was large i think we like to trump it up be- and take the biggest reports it was two miles wide. Well, like one person said that. 
They can look at those lights, at least from the video. Now, this is the second report, but the, the later second video, event, yeah. they can tell you uh, within a category of how big something was. Sure. So uh, upon further analysis, there is yes. science behind a lot of this. But well, but we're talking about the initial report. It's almost as if you've been doing too much science, too much science. Is that possible? And. <laughs> With this initial sighting, calls began pouring into the hotline from locations south of Paulden. And as you map the calls and the timing, it showed that the craft or whatever was was heading southeast. Now it was heading; it would stop, but when it was heading, it was heading pretty fast because they said it would have to have been going about four hundred miles an hour to be. Actually, it would end up being faster than that because it was stopping at times. So, but at minimum, it, it would move at about four hundred miles an hour. That's a pretty good clip, especially when you're a mile wide. <laughs> That's moving. Kind of like when you watch an airplane to tie up, it looks like they're not moving at all. And right. we, we all know that those are traveling hundred, right. hundreds, of, hundreds of miles an hour. Especially right. if it's flying away or towards you. Yeah, exactly. Right. You, know, you don't have that left or a- right. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my God, it's coming right for us. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the smaller details in the, the reports conflicted with each other as is one to do. But the larger details seem to stay pretty consistent. Uh, like we said, it was enormous maybe even a mile wide or larger. It made no sound. Now, some people said there was a whooshing sound, but the majority said it made no sound. And when they were looking at it, it was moving slowly and oftentimes stopped to hover in a single location. And according to the USA Today, the craft traversed Arizona in 106 minutes based on witness reports, because it's funny when you look at these calls, it's like you're looking at a map. The calls just move you know, with something as it goes through. Well, yeah, you you take the time of the first call mm-hmm. and the location mm-hmm. and you map it. And then every other call and then you take the time of the last call and you map it and, right. and everything in between. And that's your flight path. Right. So probably the most amazing thing about the entire story is the sheer number of people that witnessed it and reported it. One of the reasons for this was that, as we stated before, people were outside looking up for Comet Hale-Bopp. And it was an unusually bright comet approaching its closest pass was actually going to be on april 1st so it was getting big it was in the sky well and, and it's also special yeah hail bop <laughs> was uh hail pop was interesting because there was a group of people in california southern california known as heaven's gate yeah and uh yeah they, they committed suicide because they were going to go jump on hail bop and so, ride it to so Kingdom what Come. it was mm-hmm. so the fact is now this is a fact it was actually just an extraterrestrial ship john oh it wasn't david yeah no i thought the ship was hiding behind the comet well that it was with it you know it's it's in tow it semantics man <laughs> 39 I'll turn to facts. 39 members committed suicide just 11 days after the phoenix light sighting in arizona and they were all wearing nikes they mm-hmm. were all wearing nikes and shoes. Yeah. yeah and uh although the two incidents uh were so close people say they're unrelated or that's what they want you to think Yeah, I think that's safe to say they're unrelated. (laughs) (laughs) In any case, despite the number of people who reported witnessing the lights passing over the head, there's no official acknowledgement of the event and no media coverage until USA Today picked up the story that June. That June. Which is crazy. It took that long. To think thousands of people are calling in, making reports, uh, nothing to see here. That's national, though, right? Not local. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Do you guys remember this? It's dial-up internet. That's the problem. Dial-up internet is the problem. That's why it took till June. (laughs) That's right. I mean, when you think (laughs) they were busy downloading that one picture of Cindy Crawford, exactly right. I mean, you remember how long that took? (laughs) Do you guys remember this? Like Mm -hmm. when it happened? I remember 
the buzz, but I don't remember if it was at that time or after. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. No, I was buzzed. Yeah. I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. But that was the first event. This was what we're talking about in there was the moving of the lights across the sky. We're breaking up into two. The second event. The second incident that same night occurred around 10 p.m. Arizona time, about an hour after the last report of the large V-shaped craft had come in from the southern portion of the state. This event, which is the subject of a few Phoenix Lights photos that exist, Google it. So whenever people talk about the Phoenix Lights and they say they have video or photos, they're talking about this second event of just the lights over Phoenix, not the not the craft that was going across the state. And this is really was an arc of blinking orbs that moved slowly over Phoenix. Very slowly. In fact, if you watch a video and stuff, it looked like they're just sitting there before promptly disappearing as soon as they reach the Australia mountain range southwest of the city. Yeah. So we've all seen this. They look like they're still. What do you guys think? And that there there are no videos or photos of the first event, right? Right. Just eyewitness reports. Right. But, I mean, and lots of them. Lots and lots of, of sketches <laughs> by oh, yeah, people with yeah. my artistic skill. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, so, and then the second event, um, did they actually traverse the city or were they just seen southwest? So that is uh, up for debate. Um, you can see the lights from different angles of mm-hmm. different people. Now, they look to to be that they were in different place in the sky when they take all these things and put them together. But a lot of people say, which one we'll get into a little bit later, what they might have actually been if they weren't something uh, like a giant craft. Well, they were moving, but not like you're thinking. Mm-hmm. They did move. They, they, they move. They did move. Um, one one thing that... Well, uh, whether that was up and down or left and right, or, or <laughs> that's up for it's, debate. It's really hard to tell. One thing that video experts like to point out on the videos that that were taken is that when they hit the mountains, they're gone. Hmm. And um, that's we'll get into what the these lights might have been or might not after the break. Uh, but uh, one of the one of the skeptics thoughts that the lights are are flares mm-hmm. okay, by the military. They couldn't be flares if they just stop like that. Mm-hmm. And and so the 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 non skeptics point is that the the video experts say that they they just stop like that so that could they they couldn't be flares mm-hmm. which yeah I mean it's a pretty that's pretty shaky ground to we're, sit on we're going to break that down a lot after the break there's yeah. there's a lot to that but the interesting thing about the second event is is how people want how people break it down into a second event like it couldn't be tied to the first event in any way it's the same night it's glowing orbs over the same geographic area right, right. I, I think it's <laughs> I, I think that the big distinction that they make, at least in my mind, is because the first was witnessed by so many over a large area, and then boom, it's just sitting over Phoenix, and you've got you know governors and and politicians and Russells of the world viewing it, you know, and seeing it, and and it so it's it's almost its own monster because uh, there's so much video and photographic evidence of at least something. So wait, did you did you just? Give us your opinion. You believe it's a monster. You think it's a Jaeger, as in, yeah. like, oh, from man. Pacific Rim? I think it was, like, a uh, one of those, uh, what was it, Tier 5 Jaeger? Uh, uh, kaiju. Not no, Jaeger. Kaiju. No, Kaiju. Jaeger, Jaeger's the, uh, the good the, guy. The yeah. good guy, The, yeah. ro- the robot. It's, it's Gypsy <laughs> Danger. I apologize. Yeah, it's just a Jaeger. It's what Seabot aspires to. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah sure. that's exactly right. They're all pussies. <laughs> 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 your head, your head's a toaster, and you're talking yeah. about like a ten-story robot. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think he knows. <laughs> like you're not, you're not breaking any new ground. There. Uh, oddly enough, two people are inside him running him. 
<laughs> I always looked at him and thought, I bet two people have been inside him at the same time. Well, it, you're being you're being uh, kind when you say people. They're hamsters. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> so we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk aftermath of the, the, the I don't know. I wouldn't say event. Bet. The event. Yeah. The, the uh, eventers. Yeah. Oh. And, <laughs> yes. and then we're going to do our best to explain what it might have been. Now, what's that? Lights, orbs, aliens. Jaegers. Kaiju. Tune in after the break with more Hysteria 51. I think he's more of a kaiju. Well, certainly in personality. (laughs) Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing? I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor, and we use it, Rosetta Stone. They're the most trusted language learning program, and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. I definitely use it. I, I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun stuff. of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. That's <laughs> what it, it's like. What are you trying to do? Do it right. <laughs> uh, but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm-hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages available for any trips you need language in life you need to brush up on stuff maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else somewhere you know who knows well if they're in the one of the 25 rosetta's gonna work for you and <laughs> you get lifetime access to all of that and there is a 50 percent offer so it is a steal so don't put off learning language there's no better time than right now to get started for a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. A today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. <laughs> Welcome back in Hysteria Nation. We are talking the Phoenix Lights. Aftermath! I'm just getting really into it. <laughs> it's my it's my favorite lemonade flavored beverage. Aftermath? 
the Phoenix Lights. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know where we were. Uh, I'm just going to keep coming up with different things it could be. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the Phoenix Light Orchestra. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not giving you that one. No, no, take no. it back. Uh, okay. Take it back. Uh, he chose poorly. <laughs> <laughs> this is the cup of a carpenter. Yeah. Yes, yes. Brent, let's talk about the aftermath of this uh, these events. Said, John, <laughs> uh, I wasn't listening uh, to you. No. We have a guest. No, I listen no. to him. I don't listen Probably to you. Smart. The USA Today. We talked about the USA Today report that happened months later. It, it brought international attention to the Phoenix Lights, and and people began demanding answers. As well, they should. As well, <laughs> they should. Though that makes sense. Like this is something that was. Um, when you look at this, and if if it is something from the U.S. government, well, what is it? And if it's not, hey, are we being invaded? Maybe we should know these things. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, but or North or, or North Korea, yeah, right. You know, I mean, regardless of the national and international press coverage, local Saddam at that time, sorry. yeah, yeah, sorry. exactly. <laughs> Good point. Local government dismissed it as a fantasy. Uh, shortly after the USA Today story, the incumbent governor of Arizona, Fife Simington, that's a name. Uh, <laughs> I, it's all, I don't have a John joke. Fife. It's a, it's a fi- hey, It's also Fife. a loot. Uh, if he hadn't turned governor, he was actually going to go into bard school. So yeah, it's, uh... yeah. Well, the, what were the parents thinking? Was the name Drum taken? Yeah, like... yeah. <laughs> or even the more common names for the very same uh, instrument? Yeah, right. Liar, yeah. Simmington. <laughs> so, so Mr. Simmington held a press conference during which he claimed to have found who was responsible for the lights. And during this conference, he brings out someone dressed in an alien costume with their hands cuffed. And we got a little clip of that. And now I'll ask Officer Stein and his colleagues to escort the accused into the room so that we may all look upon the guilty party. Don't get him too close to me, please. In the alien costume, the governor's chief of staff. This just goes to show that you guys are entirely too serious. UFO enthusiasts were not amused, especially since the governor was believed to have seen nothing. Nothing, nothing sheds light on you and, and brings you into the national spotlight in a in a positive way than a good old fashioned alien cosplay domination. <laughs> like, when when you watch this video, the hands are fucking freaky. They are gigantic, like, and and they yeah. and he's got like the middle, like it's three fingered or something, and they're like. Just kind of taped together and elongated. They've been used for other purposes at some time. (laughs) And that's his chief of staff. Like, hey, I've I I know you're 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 new to this gig. I've I've got something I want you to do. Oh, sure, Mister Simmonson, anything. Um, you see that big alien costume over there? Go put it on. Uh, Uh, five. uh, Come on. Okay. uh, Well, that seems weird, but okay. Um, next, see those handcuffs. Um, we're going to put those on too. This, oh. this is getting weird. Oh, there's five. <laughs> there's a reason you're called the chief of staff. <laughs> <laughs> but Mr. Fife in the ultimate, yeah, I'm a politician flip flop. The 10th anniversary, <laughs> he comes out as a true believer and a witness to the Phoenix lights. And we have some audio of that as well. And I suspect that. Uh, unless uh, uh, the Defense Department proves us otherwise that it was probably uh, some form of an alien spacecraft. He went on to say, I'm a pilot, and I know just about every machine that flies. 
And he says it was bigger. I mean, that's a big, uh, that's a big bold statement. That is a bold statement. Every machine that flies. It was, Has he been to my garage? Indubitably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think not. <laughs> it was, he said it was bigger than anything I've ever seen. Other people saw it. Responsible people. I don't know why people would ridicule it. You know, this thing was so huge. It was, you know, bigger than a Walmart. I mean, everything is bigger than anything you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. He doubled down on it. The red, redneck measuring stick. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, this guy. So first, he makes a big, a big public stink of it and brings out the alien, you know, gets some press. Ha ha. Everybody and he pissed off every person who said they'd seen it. Ten years later, he's out of the public eye. How can I get back in the public eye? Oh, I did see it. And pisses off every person that's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well done. That's hard to do. That's hard to piss off Arizona twice. No. <laughs> Two different ways. Yeah. yeah. They're nice people. He says the reason he did it was to keep everyone calm in Arizona. Right. Right. Uh, Were they rioting? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What was it? There there was gnashing of teeth. They all, everyone says that if they come out with aliens, people are going to riot and all this stuff. And then recently in the news, they come out like, here's video of craft. We don't know what it is. And we have recovered metals and pieces and the whole, the, the entire collective world's like, Oh, cool. Okay. Meh. <laughs> Let us know if that you find night, anything. That Let night, us know when Fife, they stop by. That night, Fife runs out on his balcony. Everyone, don't worry. It's going to be okay. We'll all be fine. <laughs> Calm down! <laughs> <laughs> so what makes the Phoenix Light so compelling is the lack of a plausible explanation for the whole thing. You can't blame a crazy person. Like, There's too many witnesses. Right. Like uh, with, with sometimes with UFO sightings or with stories, even going back to like Barney and Betty Hill, there's only two people involved. Right. So if you want to be a non-believer, they're crazy. They're right. lying. Whatever. You can't say that about whether it was on the low end, a couple thousand on the high end, 20,000 people. Right. It, it's not possible. It wasn't mass hysteria. See what I did there? Right. And many of the, oh, Thank good, you. Good job. Thank you. Many of these people had never taken UFOs seriously before the spring of 1997. So they see this and they're like, it's not like the, the alien uh, investigators came a flooding. It was Joe down the street and mom and pops came out and said, I saw this. <laughs> The, the the Phoenix lights happen, and the, the the three people that walk out to say it happened were George Sukulos, Stanton Friedman, <laughs> yeah. and uh, Doctor Stephen Greer. <laughs> <laughs> That's doctor to you. They do have some explanations. Let's get into some of the the possible explanations for what this was. Oh, Brent, it was just the military. Well, you know what. That fits in the bill of a lot of things. The most obvious explanation. Swamp gas, yeah. uh, along with weather balloons. Mm-hmm. Seagulls. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just the other uh, week Venus, over in Milwaukee. Venus uh, reflecting yeah. off of water. Yeah, it's anything. Yeah, I'm your Venus. That's flock of seagulls. I require your desire. Yeah. I no, just that, that's not you, flock of seagulls. You ran. You <laughs> ran so far away um, from that flock of seagulls. See what I did there? I hope you didn't. The most obvious explanation for the lights was that they were a result of military exercises being conducted in the area, which isn't so far-fetched, considering that Phoenix has two Air Force bases near there, and they even came out and claimed that a portion of the night was caused by 
flares because of military exercises. Now, when we look at that, we're talking about the second incident. Right. And don't forget, also, there's the Phoenix Foundation. With with MacGyver, right. yeah. Exactly. So uh, the, the whole light thing could have been him with some twisty ties. Yeah. Um, some uh, WD-40 uh, duct tape just trying to get out of a jam yeah. and it created all those lights. I get yeah. us out of here. I just need uh, some toenail clippings, uh, a piece of wire and weapons grade plutonium. <laughs> what you don't know is the Australia mountain range down there is uh, it houses a lot of super villain facilities. So. <laughs> That's true. People of Phoenix need to thank MacGyver is what they need to do. <laughs> Castle Grayskull. <laughs> so we're talking about these flares. They said that these A-10 warthogs uh, were dropping flares just so happened to be right outside of Phoenix. And I always thought that was a terrible name for an airplane. A-10 warthog? Oh, I, that's a, awesome. But a warthog? It's not a, I don't think that is a very... A How many gun. have you met? <laughs> Touche. Speaking of warthogs, my basement just hung up my bebop taxidermy oh i saw that picture oh yeah yeah listener i can i tell you how excited producer lisa is (laughs) dear listener if you don't know what we're talking about brent went online found a (laughs) found a taxidermied boar head uh and fashioned it into looking with various accoutrements uh (laughs) to look like bebop from teenage mutant ninja turtles it is one of the greatest mysteries in the scientific world it's amazing (laughs) it is pretty special no it's not it's mutagen yeah that's right (laughs) it's been solved it's true For real though, they did ward out this flying gun. It's a flying gun, is what it is. With so a, they, with a shark mouth painted right, on. Right. <laughs> yes. So they are uh, dropping flares, and these flares they light up, and they have like some of them have like parachutes, and they kind of like Megatron. They drop slow, flying gun, and it looks like um, <laughs> it looks like they're stationary. Now I watched in 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 getting with this, I watched a bunch of videos of different flares. At night, because there are an abundance that don't have anything to do with the, the, the Phoenix lights. Couple things about them. Some of them, there's smoke and there's, there's, there's light coming off and it looks nothing like the mm-hmm. Phoenix lights. Some of them look quite a bit like the Phoenix lights when they, they drop them in a line. Boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom, boom. Mm-hmm. It looks like that. Now they don't last that long. Some, you know, a few minutes. Now the Phoenix lights were there for a long time. I'm not saying yes, I'm not saying no, but you can definitely see why they would say, oh, that was just flares, and and someone could see it, and they would misidentify it as one thing. Mm -hmm. It just so happens to coincide with (laughs) this other craft that's flying across Arizona, supposedly. What are they doing dropping flares over a populated area? Aren't those, like, made of magnesium, like, burned through... Oh, that's the thing. Metal. Like, yeah, they're they're huge tubes, uh, like ten inch diameter, and I don't, I forget how many, maybe a couple feet long, even. But yeah, they're very concentrated um, magnesium. I don't think they were dropping them over a populated right. Um, right. place, though. In fact, oh, okay. you know, with with some of the accounts, they were dropping them behind the mountain, yeah, near to the uh, military base, right. So just from a, as we were talking about before about perspective and mm-hmm. distance, right? People sitting in Phoenix thought it was over them, but right. it could be 100 miles away. Exactly, because you can see them for... But regardless, so the National Guard did home. say that they never had any planes north of Phoenix, so it can't... So it what can't, it couldn't be is Event 1. Event 1. Event 2, you can't say it couldn't have been. It could have been uh, flares. Here's a quote about those. We know that the same night, there was a whole bank of 
illumination flares put up by the Air Force over the Barry Goldwater test range. That's a quote from Jim Mann, the director of uh, MUFON in Arizona. There's an insider, a MUFON guy going, hey, we know this is happening. A lot of people say the Phoenix lights aren't real, that they're just military flares. But a lot of research has led us to realize that the Phoenix lights were just a small portion of this huge UFO event, meaning there's more than one. So no one's saying that flares weren't dropped that night, Mm -hmm. right? No, no one's. Well, a lot of the believers are. Yeah, I think. Oh, actually, but they're saying, well, maybe I'm jumping the gun. They are. Some people are saying, yes, flares were dropped as a like cover up. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. But no one's saying that that no one is saying that there weren't flares in some capacity somewhere dropped. Shit. Zach Zahn's out joyriding. Someone set up a warthog with some flares. We're going to cover our tracks. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Ah, shit, there he goes again. <laughs> Scramble the warthogs. <laughs> but uh, but even the most strident believers acknowledge that there were flares of some type yeah. in the Phoenix area going off that night. You can't say there were because at least even previous to that, that they had the records that that was supposed to be going down that night. Correct. Yeah. Okay. The only other logical explanation, and I think we're all going to be on board with this, is that it was just aliens. Right. I mean, that's 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 what we're getting at. A or B. Yeah. yeah. It's either it's one or the other. Many claim you're either on the right or you're on the left. Yeah, that's right. You're either on the right or you're on the wrong. That's right. (laughs) Grab him by the pussy. (laughs) Many claim that there are just evidence of extraterrestrials visiting our planet. Some believe so because they say they experienced memory loss after seeing the Phoenix Lights. Some reported temporary amnesia-like states taking over when immediately seeing the lights, and they even went blank or failed to discuss it with anyone. They were just, they lost time. There was even a report, some people say that they were all on a highway. They all stopped their car, got out, looked at the lights, almost like zombies, observed them for a while, looked at each other, didn't say a word. Got back in their car and all went to their final destination. Now, hold on. I'm going to tell you this. Synchronized. In yes. 1999, I was at a buddy's house. It's, it's dark. It, we're, it's, we're, we're swimming and it's nighttime. And a thing comes across the sky and it explodes into color. Boom, like red, green, blue, and shoots off. We have no idea what it was to this day. Everyone stopped what they were doing, stood there, stared at it, kind of looked around at each other. And we all went around our business. I think when something so messed up happens, you just kind of stop and stare at it and go, hmm, all right. <laughs> like, you well, know, m- like, maybe so. Maybe so. But the people are contending. This is from those people. Right. They're contending that it, it, it put them in a state of passivity. That um, I think that's a normal thing that happens when you see something that it, that you can't sure. explain. The the point being, it that wasn't a ray gun. When we look at the thousands it. of people that are reporting something happened that evening, there are the people that just say, "Listen, I saw lights and I don't know what happened. I have no idea. There's just some lights. Who knows?" All the way to the people that go, I know for sure it was aliens, and here's why. Uh, I, I My memory was wiped, or by, well, which begs the question, how do they remember seeing the lights? <laughs> but uh, but others, I, I, I was put into a state of passivity. I was, I, it had these paranormal effects on me, and that is their proof for it being aliens. I Listen, I, I, I get what you're saying, Brent. I'm not saying you're right or wrong or they're right or wrong. I'm just telling you that's what they're saying. And then you have option 
see the truth. Uh, the <laughs> others say that they could see a craft with windows and aliens inside it. They saw <laughs> they saw so well. Yeah, their yeah. eyes are so good. <laughs> I saw the aliens, and the aliens looked at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ralph Wiggums of, yeah. <laughs> of Arizona. <laughs> Tastes like grandma. <laughs> Cigarettes in failure. Yeah. I yeah. broke my Wookiee. <laughs> yeah, he, he was out tending to his tobacco plants <laughs> at night. and uh, So, yeah, yeah. I mean, they saw UFO, so absolutely it has to be aliens. And uh, and that's why. Like, now, there's I, no other explanation. UFO doesn't mean unidentified. It means it's from another planet. And, it, and, and much like Barney and Betty Hill... They just saw they saw the aliens. They looked if you remember back to our Barney and Betty Hill episode, they looked much like the Galactic Empire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Nazis. And uh, they waved and they moved on. Now, we've wasted everyone's time on this episode because I actually have a third option and we we actually know the answer what they were. Okay. Lay it on me. It was just airplanes. Oh, well, you know. It was just airplanes. Uh, a guy a kid <laughs> by the name of Mitch Stanley. And you got to trust him because his name's Mitch. Right. Uh, I don't trust him. He's got two first names. Yeah, Mitch Stanley. <laughs> yeah, he's got a firsty firsty, but it's not a firsty firsty girly girly. He's not like a, a Terry Stacy. You never <laughs> trust that guy. <laughs> he's an am- amateur astronomer, yeah. which means he, he owns a telescope. I dabble in it. <laughs> uh, he observed high altitude lights flying in formation, uh, you know, the Phoenix lights. And he used a Dobsonian telescope, giving 43 times magnification. After observing the lights, he told, you know, the person that he was doing this observation with, his mother, <laughs> Mitch, what are you doing up there? I'm Come looking at the lights, Ma. Shut up. <laughs> Come down for dinner. What are we having? <laughs> Meatloaf. <laughs> Damn it. I said I said I wanted Tostitos pizza rolls. <laughs> Come down. The meatloaf's ready. <laughs> He's observing this, and according to him, the lights were quite clearly individual airplanes. Uh, a, the, uh, a companion who he was with later uh, recalled asking Stanley at the time what the lights were, and he said, quote, planes. So the, the best part about this story is that a lot of the skeptics, a lot of the people who just want to say, like, this was nothing. This was literally airplanes. Uh, they use out of the thousands upon thousands of people who 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 reported seeing lights that night. They use this one story as the evidence that it was nothing. Right, right. This kid saw it. It was a plane. Now we got to keep going on this. If we're going to say it's a plane, there was a plane in the sky at that time, and that plane did get a good look at said uh said lights. Old Jack Burton, Kurt Russell himself, was flying his personal plane at the time, saw these lights. And when, when, when Brent first told me this story, I thought this was like one of those situations where you've got some commoner with the name of a celebrity. Like, oh, there was a pilot named Kurt Russell. No, Kurt Russell No, himself, we're talking Kurt about Russell. Mr. Overboard himself. Yeah. <laughs> so he calls in to Tower and he goes like, hey, Tower, I've got some crazy lights up here. Can you uh, bounce back? What are you getting? They're like, we're picking up nothing on radar, which is important because they never went forward and tried to find the radar tapes, which are deleted every 11 days. They didn't have the wherewithal to look into this. This is an important part of the story because he called to the tower and said, I'm having these lights out here. I can't tell what it is, but it's massive. And they're like, 
well, uh, Mr. Russell, we uh, we can't really see. Well, anything. Snake. Yeah, there's nothing on radar. Nothing's pinging. And he was just like, well, weird. You, you see that when you fly. And then like he never came out with it until like recently. And they're like, some some pilot came in. He's like, oh, yeah, that was me. Literally, he was like, yeah, that was me. I was uh, I was flying and I'm the one who called it in. So this is kind of a, a little bit of a smoking gun. Well, because he had to go. It, there was there was big trouble. Yeah, that's right. And had, to, had to make his escape. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Important because he is the one little smoking gun there because he says that he called in and they couldn't ping anything on radar, uh, which is a telltale sign. A lot of times when you have these alien events. Uh, people are seeing things they called in. They're like, yeah, we got nothing. We got nothing. If you, if you believe all of the people that say they called it into the FAA, the FAA was busy that night. Right. Man. <laughs> right. Can you imagine if you worked at the FAA and it's true and like literally hundreds, if not thousands of people called them? <laughs> are you sitting there just like, just in a cold sweat? Like, okay. I, I know we got to like lie to people, but holy shit. I like. I think it looked like that scene in Weird Science when they're hacking into that computer. Just all the lights light up and the the reel to reel machine starts spinning. Like, oh shit, it's happening again. You know, <laughs> pick the wrong week to quit sniffing glue. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk, guys. We, we've kind of laid it down a little bit. John, if you got to look at 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 things and and you got options here. It was flares, it was planes, it was aliens, it was Kurt Russell on a bender. Uh, what are you leaning towards, or what do you think? I'm David Pumpkins! That's probably who it was. Just, That's exactly who it was. Just tinkling out a little magic. L- a little uh, tinkling, Halloween, Halloween magic. <laughs> oh, man. So, we were talking about MUFON director of Arizona, Jim Mann, earlier. Another quote from him was, uh, Do we have evidence that it was an extraterrestrial event? No. We have evidence that it was an extremely bizarre event. We can't put a label on it other than it was an anomaly. Well stated. That's a that's a truth. That's the truth. And that's that's essentially the base of of where I come out on it. I I don't think uh it was aliens. Uh I I don't think it was anything extraterrestrial. I do think, you know, it's funny uh we are what almost 80 shows into this podcast and we've talked about a lot of different events and an abnormal amount happen in nevada arizona the desert out there and we just happen the to high have plains desert to you we just happen to have a lot of extra secret awesome bases mm-hmm. and things of that nature as well we test a lot of stuff out there and um i just think it was i think the government was testing something out uh i don't know what it was uh it could have been a, just a large aircraft it could have been a, another version of a, of a stealth bomber i don't so think- you're saying you don't buy the it was f-16s or it was a-10s on, on no no no, no i think it was something extra special extra you know uh, uh, gotcha I, I don't i don't have a specific uh um it was darpa it yeah. was darpa yeah <laughs> I I don't have a uh, I don't have a specific uh, aircraft in mind. I think, it, but it, it was something very cool and unique that you I know gotcha. the, a super secret government project a prototype a test. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. I like that train of thought. And the first thing that you would do if you were the government and something like that would be to scramble other planes and try to uh, throw people off the scent. And how many times have we looked at throw some flares that people have come forward? Not even stuff that we've talked about that much. People say that we have a massive Delta Wing ship of some sort um, that flies very slowly. It's something that you've seen uh, if you look into UFO encounters or people that have seen them. 
all over this planet. Large, black, silent, triangle-shaped, uh, or either triangle or one whole piece, like I say, or delta a swept or... a wedge. Yeah. Exactly. That's when I'm saying like a delta wing. People have seen this enough that there's got to be some sort of super secret, whether it's the Aurora or whether it's whatever you want to call it. I believe a hundred percent that we have some sort of plane. I hope it's we, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, when you look at the stuff like, you know, the stealth bomber and the, the damn SR 71 Blackbird that started working on it in 1958, we're not really caught up on, on the most advanced planes that we have. I a hundred percent believe that they probably saw something real, uh, especially it, we'll even forget the Phoenix lights is in the lights over the city. The other crap that thousands of people saw moving across uh, the whole state, that was something. So I fall into that category, too. We agreed on something, John. Whoa. Yeah. I I, I, I don't believe it was probably alien, but that's mine. David, we're going to let you bring it home. Well, uh, I got some questions. Um, I want to ask you guys. See, see what I'm you, good at making up answers. So. Um, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> anybody know the name of that retired police officer out in Paulden? No, I don't, other than retired police officer. Yeah, yeah I don't know that anybody does. To, to be honest, uh, at least. So you think it's horseshit? A cursory, well, a cursory glance at this, I didn't find a, a name to this guy. Usually that's a little bit of a red flag as sure. to like, well, you know, I heard it from uh, my brother who knew a guy who worked for this one guy who said he saw this thing. Gotcha. You know right. what I mean? Like, it, oh, the retired police officer saw it. It, In other words, it started on an Angel Fire website. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe GeoCities even. Yeah, I, don't yeah. know. I don't Lots of clip art is yeah. what we're saying, yeah. Uh, okay, now, when we're talking about the um, the thing going 400 miles an hour, does, do you guys know how fast a jet can go? A lot faster than that. It can go faster than 400. Yeah. What at cruising would it would it hit something like that? I'm just I'm just throwing ideas out like I'm not trying to prove mm-hmm. a point with this I'm just wondering No no these are wonderful questions um at cruising I mean it depends on the jet and the so I mean it it can obviously get to 400 Oh absolutely yeah and, even and your maintain like, it probably So I know when we fly I constantly if they have it I watch the screen where sure. it says you're going 511 miles per hour and you're going at this altitude so absolutely even your commercial jets now well, Commercial your, jets cruise military, around like 550 miles an hour yeah, okay. and your your military jets, you know, you can go supersonic and, you know. <laughs> I'm just wondering, um, with the, the first event, if if people weren't seeing some sort of uh, formation of military exercises mm. with jets or and something. Which they said that they were scrambling F-16s. And, yeah, and, yeah, and I even saw something that said they were extra high up. Like, normally they don't get as high as they, they were that, that mm. night, um, which would play into the sound that that you wouldn't you wouldn't hear wouldn't hear a a slight whooshing instead of the actual like uh afterburners now i was wondering if planes uh usually planes have blinking lights do do military planes have constant lights on or or is that they're supposed to have the universal one wing one you know i forget which colors on which wing but um right yeah no they're not supposed to i'm sure they they some have i saw an i saw an interview with uh with one of the pilots that came forward now this they did have his name and he came out and i'm not remembering his name right now but one of the witnesses Mm -hmm. who's not saying it's aliens or anything just saying hey i saw it and he uh I saw it, and he said the most interesting thing to him was that there were none of the safety lights that he would have expected. Hmm. 
uh, to see on an aircraft. But okay. then again, that also, if it is something that is um, secretive, of, it's not going to have that. You're, you're going to turn those off. Uh, you would think. Or, or but then not, why are you going to have all on. the other lights on? Right. Why are you going to have the other lights on? Well, unless there are for, a portion of the technology itself. True, true. What you're getting at is alien, of course. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Our buddy Fife, you know, if, if someone wants to say, well, he flip-flopped or whatever, like, I, I saw that when he came out and flip-flopped and said that stuff, it was on a on a History Channel show that right. was like, hey, right. hey, aliens, right, you guys? Like, that was the name right. of it or something, you know, like, <laughs> the show, right, aliens, right? right. Everybody, everybody's <laughs> into this, right? Right. Um, so that, I mean, that could have played into it, like you said. Now, and, and I think uh, you said it, actually, that, you know, he's one wants to get back into the spotlight. Right. He wants to right. get that fame back, maybe. Uh, but, um Let's see. I got a couple more. Would flares show up on radar? So I would think that flares would not because they're too small. They don't have a big enough cross section, but the plane or whatever that was putting them up should. So if he called in, they might have said, and if there are on maneuvers, they said on the thing I was watching, they're supposed to let all air traffic control. Hey, we're on maneuvers. So... That was the one thing I saw where people were touting the whole Kurt Russell thing. Is mm-hmm. If you can believe Kurt Russell, which I know personally he's never lied to me. Um, <laughs> uh, if you can personally believe yeah. the guy that's paid to make a living lying to people. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, he, he bangs Goldie Hawn, so how, how, how bad can he be, right? Instant honesty. <laughs> yes, that's like no. Like, Do they have a no-fly somewhere. zone around there? Would they have a no-fly zone sure around the, the base? I'm the military base is a no-fly zone for anyone other than military, but it's close enough that they, it should be at least be able to they be picked up mention on their radar. Something. Yeah. I'm just wondering if they maybe didn't mention because they they knew that he knew he shouldn't be there or what, like why. Well, the, the, you know, the biggest challenge with all of this, w- w- whether it be his spotting of it or, or just the lights in general, is lights in a dark sky at nighttime and distance. Right. It's just so hard. Yeah, yeah. And and that plays into what you were saying with some of the flares would smoke. They would give off, you know, a lot of mm-hmm. extra stuff. But when you see those videos, they're pretty close to the flares when they're taking they're, those videos. When you see that, yeah. 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 And these, there's no way you'd be able to see if they were flares, a smoke no. trail or something no. coming up. No. But, no. Uh, a, guy, a, a guy did do a video on uh, YouTube where he stabilized it and tried to show that they were stationary. They didn't move or anything. I don't know how much I buy that, but right. I think it's a smart play i think it's to be able to say these are not slowly drifting right because when you watch it it, the video itself it's so like i tried to sit there and like measure the distance Mm -hmm. but the guy whoever shot it zooming in zooming out you know it's going left and right it's shaking Mm -hmm. uh nobody has a tripod i it's so like uh it's it's hard to tell whether or not to me just eyeballing it without a stabilized video looks like they're falling but Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, it, and that's, it's hard that's, to say. That's a, a huge telling thing if they are falling. Yeah, and the absolutely. last thing, uh, and and people have even said, could be desert heat that's keeping them from falling faster. Right. And that's why they kind of look like they're floating and, there. And that's the other thing. That's the second event. The second mm-hmm. event, absolutely, you know, that's the one we have the photos in the video of. The second event absolutely could be. That if you if you do believe that the government then did scramble warthogs to go throw up flares mm-hmm. to cover something else up, the second event could have actually just been flares. 
It could have, yeah, yeah. You know, to uh, to throw the scent off of whatever that first event was. The yeah. thing is... Whether it was the training exercises of a bunch of planes, whether it was the large, super-secret DARPA initiative, you know, the, <laughs> or whatever it was. Mm. The second event could have just been, the you know, flare. I think it was flares. the Dharma initiative myself, but that's, yes. that's, side. Uh, that's a side. The thing. Dharma and Greg initiative. Yeah. <laughs> Dharma. I think that was around that time, wasn't the it? The problem with yes. this, the problem, the, 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 if you want to call it a problem or, or any of these things is... You don't know. We'll never know. We can't. We know. weren't there. We weren't there. And the U.S. government or any government can say whatever they want. Sure. Can come up. So you can never. If anyone tells you, I know what this was. BS to that. Unless you were the guy dropping those flares. You know what I mean? Um, and even then, maybe like we're saying, there might have been two different things. We're never going to know for sure. Unfortunately. Well, until Glaxon comes on down. and yeah. says, Hey, remember back in 97? Yeah, I was yeah, I was, I was a, touring the city. I was in a weird space in my head, and I just, you know. <laughs> Did you guys see the video where they kind of cross-sectioned where the Estrella mountain range was and then how the video shows them blinking out? Because people will say they blinked out one by one. Or they went behind. They went Well, they were, yeah, that's what they concluded, that they were going behind the mountain mm-hmm. range. But the way people talk about it, it sounds like they're like, blip, 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 mm-hmm. down the line. It couldn't get more random if it you was, tried. Exactly. That's the funny thing. When they went out. It was so, right. like this one goes out and then the middle one and then I ran it. Yeah, it wasn't like it, they were like strobing or going yeah. out in any way. That, that's form. that's telling to me in a way. All of that being said, where do you come down on it? I, I'm not convinced. I, I think it's good because it's so like up in the air. I'm not convinced that it was aliens at all. Uh, I'm not totally convinced it was a a DARPA craft, uh, which is what it's going to be called from now on. Um, <laughs> because, because, like, if you're testing something that massive and, and uh, secretive or whatever, like, why why do it so Go close to the, the city? Ocean. Like, Get out of here! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, and and like you said, the the flares could have just been pocket sand. Yeah, you know, just yeah. like bam, yep. distraction. Um, so, <laughs> but, but it definitely, I could buy into the, the flares aspect of it, um, at least for that second event. Sure. And yeah, I don't know. So there you have it. Hysteria nation. Uh, David says aliens, just like we figured he was going right. to say. And, uh, <laughs> what, say <laughs> what say you hysteria nation? How can they tell us, John? Hop on Facebook, search hysteria nation, join the conversation. Don't forget to hop on Twitter, you can talk to us there at, at Hysteria51Pod. At Facebook.com slash Hysteria51Pod, that's where you can find this episode and all of our episodes. When we're talking about episodes, you can listen to those episodes on iTunes. Leave us a review, and in that review, throw an I Love Seabot. We're going to throw you a sticker. How's that work, John? Well, the, we, we're actually going to send them multiple stickers oh, I a boatload of stickers boat, upwards we, of three and we just we defined that as three right <laughs> that's it's a small boat so all they have to do is take a picture of the review shoot it to us and we will send of course their address so seabot can visit them personally that's right and we will send them stickers that is right and when we hit 400 reviews we're getting close we're going to give away a t-shirt to a random listener on our Dairy Nation page so make sure you're throwing those reviews on there We'd love a five. 
whatever's in your heart. But <laughs> on, on the t-shirt, didn't we discuss that we're going to rip the uh, the sleeves off? Yeah, I mean, you know, you want it to look as trashy as possible, right? Ventilation for the summer. That's true. That's now, true. for for those t-shirts, uh, how big are they? Like, say, is uh, compared to a Walmart? Yes. How, how big? Are the, how big is this t-shirt? Well, I had to say, you know, this thing was so huge; it was, you know, bigger than a Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Travis. Dynamic drop in. That's a three-peat in one show. That's pretty good. That is good. That is good. Conspiracy bot is on the trigger. But would you like to hear your own voice on this show? You should leave us a voicemail. 773-669-7277. 773-669-7277. Leave us a voicemail. You can hear yourself. No matter what you say, we're going to play it. We've proved that with the uh, uh, episode <laughs> voicemails that we've gotten. If you forget any of this stuff, you can find it at hysteria51.com. But that's not the only place you need to be stopping on the internet. Blurry photos. Don't forget to check them out. David Flora, our special guest this evening. Wow, you have low standards. Fuck him. We <laughs> think he was special. I don't think you're a Jaeger. <laughs> <laughs> I drink enough of it. <laughs> he does. I can, I can attest does. to that. Uh, so, David, where can people find you? Where can people find the show? You can find uh, uh, Blurry Photos. No, on- no, 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 no. Your home address. Uh, no, no. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I got, got got enough of that. People waiting, <laughs> the throngs waiting for me. Yeah. I don't need to add to it. <laughs> um, you can find blurry photos on all the uh, normal podcast catcheries. Uh, you can leave us a review too on on iTunes if you're so willing. Yeah, just um, tell me you love Seabot on there too. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're on Facebook, Blurry Photos Podcast, um, Twitter, Blurry underscore Photos. Instagram. I just started that up. Now I'm, oh, I'm getting yeah. with the kids, you guys. Yep, yep. Now, when you obviously Instagram is a social media for photos. Are are all of your uploads blurry? Uh, most of them are not. <laughs> is that where that sentence w- was going to end up? It's Did a you think ruse? I think. Uh, yeah, I, I I mostly have posted the um, uh, we. I do a Lego picture for every episode mm-hmm. and um, take the Lego when I go out on trips and stuff. And and so it's mostly those. I just put up some some somewhat blurry photos of a live show I just did in the city. Oh, very cool. But yeah, that uh, they're they're pretty clear and badly photoshopped. <laughs> well, uh, nation, check out the podcast. It's great. It's uh, it's been like I said, it's been going a lot longer than this show, and uh, definitely an inspiration for what we do here. So, uh, and and David, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely, we, we really appreciate. Yeah, it. Thank, thank you, you very guys. Much. Thank thank you. It, it's been your pleasure. Yeah. So with that said, <laughs> I've been Brent. I've been David. I've been John. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.